Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tobler, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Trip Mitchell, off the injured reserve. And our experts, as usual, Dennis Tobler in Las Vegas. Dennis, how are you? I'm doing great, Fred, and our trip. I'm glad to have you back after the off the IR. I thought we were going to lose Fred to the IR this week, so we would have been in trouble. But I see both of you have manned up, and uh, we're going to tear down the NFL today. Okay, and Fred, um, I asked you before the show your thoughts on uh, a game in my backyard. So, Fred, UCLA visiting and getting four and a half, and you like the Utes in that one, Fred. Bottom line, Dan Guerrero, former UCLA athletic director, is the gift that keeps on giving. He's hi- he hired in consecutive order, Carr Durrell, Neuheisel, Mora, and now Kelly, all of whom are not great mentors. So as much as I love UCLA sports, I actually want them to lose and they will lose this weekend to Utes of Utah. Utes. Yes. Utes. <laughs> well, you know, the, the university of Utah pays a pretty good stipend and any Ute Indians, native Americans to be more politically correct can go to Utah on a full scholarship. So that's, that's a nice, bonus out and I think that makes a lot of sense yeah no question again let me just say safe if we're talking on a serious nature uh DTR Robinson Thomas Robinson may not play this weekend from the injury from last week so of course without him uh they have even uh less of a chance to win the game okay and Dennis thanks for uh, picking up uh, you guys uh, doing it without me um I, I was told that doing a uh, sports show on a couple painkillers probably wouldn't be good for the listening and viewing audience. So I, I took a pass. So Dennis, you've got some thoughts you wanted to lay out before we get started. Yes. I hope you're feeling better too, Trip. I mean, it's, uh, it's tough to go 17 weeks without something coming up along the way. So welcome back. Anyway. Yeah. We're, we are into week eight in the NFL season now. So we are headed into new territory And by this point in time, we've kind of discerned there's five top teams and five or six really bottom low teams. Uh, This week, we're looking at uh, another fuller schedule with only two teams, the Raiders and the Ravens being on bye week, which is a good deal for most people. But there are four double digit favorites again this week in the NFL. So good luck trying to do this on your own. I think we've got the information to help everyone out. I do want to make a small mea culpa about the Raiders, okay? I have underestimated the Raiders the entire year. Last week in my four $1,000 contests here in Las Vegas, I went four and one, four and one, four and one, and three and two. Each of those losses was because I put the, the Philadelphia Eagles over the Raiders after the Gruden debacle. Well, I seen a Raiders team come out and completely surprised me because they just blew the doors off of Philadelphia. And who is Philadelphia anyway? So in my way of thinking, I have lost four 
selections on my contest because I was wrong on a Raiders game. So I want everybody out there to know that even professionals lose once in a while and being overwhelmed with information can sometimes be too much of a problem because the Raiders beat Philadelphia without cornerbacks, without an offensive line. They just have Derek Carr and a great new head coach. So I think the Raiders are, are for real. And I'm glad they have the week off because I don't have to consider them in the contest now. But I, <laughs> I just want everybody to know that you don't win all the time, no matter what you think you know about this sport. Uh, but you must stay to the truisms of, of the handicapping or you're not going to win at all. So there's a good example of what can happen. And I hope I don't lose a million dollar contest because of the Raiders being in Las Vegas. I must add that I faded the Vegas Golden Knights the first year, the entire year, and they went to the finals of the Stanley Cup. So there have been some times when I have been wrong. Very few, but I'm catching back up now. Okay, nice to admit it. And Dennis, I'm going to ask both of you guys that. So we're through, we're into week eight of a 17-week regular season. Your biggest surprise on the positive and your biggest surprise on the negative. Dennis, go ahead. Oh, wow. That's a catch me question. Uh, uh, biggest surprise to me is probably how terrible the Chicago Bears are. I mean, I thought <laughs> they'd be much better. And they were one of the teams that came in here and beat the Raiders, if you can imagine. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think they, they are – uh, uh, one of the worst surprises. I don't like their coach. I don't think their coach is any good at all. He has taken the play calling responsibilities away from himself, but still doesn't matter. He's got that rookie quarterback out on a limb all the time. And they, they just don't know how to make any adjustments. So I I'm kind of surprised Chicago's not better than they are. And on the positive side, everyone, the popular pick is Cincinnati who's at five and two is a big surprise. Any other teams out there that are overperforming? Well, uh, I'll leave it to Fred. I think Cincinnati's overperforming. Um, there's a lot of them underperforming. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an incredible team. Uh, Tom Brady's an incredible leader, incredible quarterback, the best that ever played. He passed 600 touchdown tosses for his career last weekend. And uh, he's 44 years old, and I don't see any quarterbacks playing any better than him. And only Derek Carr is playing as well as him. Okay. And Fred, your biggest surprise on the plus and your biggest surprise on the ninth, on the negative, I should say, through week number seven into week number eight. Well, I think uh, Josh Allen is only getting better week after week. Uh, and a funny thing at USA Today uh, uh, Sports Weekly, they rate uh, the Bills seven. I don't think there are six teams right now playing better than the Buffalo Bills, even with that loss a couple of weeks ago. But I, I, I I thought Josh Allen was good. He's better than good. I mean, he's one of the top quarterbacks in this league. And just off the numbers thing, uh, when we were uh, following sports as kids, if a quarterback hit 55%, he was doing well. Uh, right now, we've got about six of them above 70%, uh, with Murray leading the way at 74 I think that's astounding what's happening in the National Football League. If you like passing, you got to love that. Uh, from a negative side, obviously the Chiefs. I mean, uh, Mahomes gets engaged and they can't win. And uh, uh, he, I mean, he got hit so hard last week. I thought, honestly, it could be very, very serious. Yet he could have come back in, but they were losing so badly. Uh, Reed didn't put him back in. Obviously, the Chiefs, to me, the, the biggest surprise from a negative point of view. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah and Dennis and Fred, they were making a bunch of changes on the offensive line because obviously in the Super Bowl last year, that was catastrophic. And those changes have not come together. So you combine that with a bad defense and Mahomes really struggling and his receivers are not getting open in the deep quarters. So those two things, he, he's, you know, in the past, Mahomes would scramble around and find Hill or someone deep and be able to make a miraculous play. He doesn't seem to have that ability anymore. And you know, Dennis, well, you're not the biggest Mahomes fan. No, so. I'll, I'll, I just have to say it one more time, guys. These guys come into the league and they're a flash in the pan until they figure out how to stop them. They figured out how to stop Mahomes. Go in there and knock his head off. Okay, <laughs> that's how you stop Mahomes. 
and they have done that, and that's how how you'll be stopped. All these quarterbacks are in the same situation here. The coaches will put them in there if they can handle it, fine. But I haven't seen any quarterbacks that can handle the situation except for the old ones like Carr and Brady. Um, the rest of them, and what what Fred mentioned about the uh, pass percentage is a very important thing because they all play shotgun now, and they all go to the pass as a running play option, a short pass, a, a screen pass, a flanker pass, or something like that, when really it's, it's taken away from the running game. There are no fullbacks very much in the NFL any longer. There's just one running back. So it, it has turned into a passing game, a high-scoring game. And when was it two weeks in a row you see double-digit favorites on the NFL board like we have now? That's all because well, of that. That's a good point. Well, let's get started with the week's games. And uh, uh, we'll start on Sunday. First game on the board, Buffalo uh, at, excuse me, Buffalo hosting the Dolphins. Uh, Buffalo minus 13 and a half my number and 48 and a half total. Dennis, what are your thoughts there? Well, I think Buffalo will blow them out. I mean, they're coming off a week's rest. They were upset the game before their week, so I suspect that they're a little perturbed. Miami stinks. They're one of the bottom three teams in the league. And uh, I look for the Bills to blow them out, score 40-some points in this one. And I'd lay the number on this one. It may even be a contest pick. I think the Bills are one of the best teams in the league. If they can just finish out, figure out how to finish off a game, they should be unbeaten. But they're not. But maybe they'll improve that much more before the end. I'm okay, taking Fred? the Bills. Fred? Well, he, Dennis, of course, is correct that the Bills will win the game. But uh, I'm not giving two touchdowns, so it's uh, I'll pass as far as the game. You want to bet it uh, uh, straight, you know, straight up, whatever the case might be. If you want to bet it uh, from that perspective, you probably have to give six or seven hundred for a hundred. But uh, I, uh, the Bills are going to win. Miami uh, again. Tua didn't play horribly last week. Uh, not his fault. Uh, they're just not a very good team. They're just, uh, they're not easy to watch to tell you the truth. So it's uh, Bills will win certainly with the time off that can only help them. And uh, hopefully nobody uh, will have COVID at that moment and uh, the Bills will win the game easily. Okay. I'm going to keep it right here with you. We've got uh, the Panther, Panthers at the Falcons, uh, Atlanta minus three. That's, that's an amazing number and a 46 on the total. Who do you like? in this game, Atlanta, Carolina. Well, uh, uh, there's problems as far as Carolina is concerned. Darnold has not played as well the last part of the season as he did the first three. So, you know, he may not even, who knows who's going to start on Sunday in this one. Uh, Ryan, on the other hand, is playing well. So I think you have to lean toward uh, uh, the Falcons in this game. And I think I'd uh, go with Atlanta uh, to burn the uh, Carolina Panthers. Okay. And Dennis? Um, the number minus three and 46 has opened and stayed there. Nobody cares about this game. Uh, uh, Fred's right. The quarterbacking in Carolina has stunk. So has the clock management. Their defense is pretty decent. However, Atlanta does have Matty Ice who can throw the ball at the end of the halves and the end of the games for some reason and no other times. But uh, they should win at home here. And especially with the situation Carolina has, I think they're headed down. I would fade Carolina from here on out. Okay. And then we'll go to another game. Dennis, we'll keep it here with you. And that the Lions travel to Philly and Detroit getting three and a half points on the road. And the total I see is 48. Your thoughts on that game? I cannot believe the Philadelphia Eagles are favored on the road against anybody except for maybe Jacksonville and Houston. I mean, give me a break. They came in here to uh, uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and they brought half of Philadelphia with them because half of the crowd was Philadelphia people. And, and they came in and laid an egg, okay? Their, their defensive front got pushed around like babies by a terrible offensive line. Whatever happened to that tough Philly defense? The Raiders put up 33 points against them. Derek's wounded ducks were landed right in the Raiders' arms. I mean, Philadelphia is a sad situation. I have to mention that before I picked the Raiders or the Eagles last week, 
I contacted my, one of my scouts, Stephen P. in Philadelphia, or Stephen R. in Philadelphia, and I asked him to break down the game for me. He says, there's no way the Raiders can win. So I contacted my buddy in Southern California, Nick the Destroyer, and that's exactly what he told me. So from coast to coast, <laughs> nobody thought that the people were going to lose, that Philadelphia was going to win, that the Raiders could beat Philadelphia. Nobody thought that last week. Okay, well, what happened? They came in here. The Raiders blew them out 33 to 22. I am completely baffled by the Philadelphia Eagles. I can't believe they're favored on the road. And here's one that Detroit's going to win. How's that? Here, I'm going out on a limb. I'm taking Detroit on the money line. I'm going to take the plus 140, and I'm going to watch them get their first win of the year. Well, they, Dennis, and one thing you'd have to say is the coach in Detroit has done an amazing job. They play hard each and every week. You know, yeah, they haven't had, gotten one yet, but they, yeah, they haven't had a break all year. This will be their break. Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know what it is in Philadelphia. Even the guy that lives in Philadelphia that reports to me doesn't know what's going on. So when that's the situation, I'm going to go with the home team dog. And Fred, what are your thoughts? I can't disagree. I mean, the Lions have to win at some point. They're not going to go on 17. I don't think uh, the only negative on that thought would be last week. They had to be sky high with uh, playing the Rams. And again, they got off to a great start, uh, opening touchdown, onside kick up 10, nothing, and they lose the game. But Dennis's point, Campbell's doing a great job keeping him in the games as a coach. But uh, I think they'll cover the spread here because they, there's no way that uh, uh, Philadelphia can beat anybody at this point. They're playing horribly as I, I, I fix our camera. And uh, no, I'm gonna take the points and uh, the Detroit Lions. Okay, sounds good. We'll keep it right here with you, Fred. And our next game, uh, the Titans at the Colts. Indianapolis, I show a pick. I think it started at plus one, but uh, what, do you, what do you like in this game? Titans I like the, I like the two best running backs in the National Football League in this game, but it's too close to call. Both teams are playing well. Colts at 500 could be better than that. Uh, Titans, again, have the best running back probably in the league in Henry, but Taylor is awfully, awfully good from his days at Wisconsin straight through. It's, it's tough to wager here. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a coin flip. It really is. This is a game that I would definitely pass on. This is a game I've got DirecTV and the Sunday ticket and all that. This is a game I'm going to be focused on because I think it'll be that close at the end. I can see 30-27, something like that. I don't think either team's going to be able to stop the running back. So I'm going to pass as far as the, uh, the winning team. If you want, I, I think it's going to go over. I, I don't think they're going to be able to, neither team's going to be able to stop these running backs in this game. Okay. And Dennis, your thoughts on that game. Uh, uh, Fred was absolutely right about this game being a toss up because that's exactly what it is. It opened a pick and every time the Colts go to a minus one favorite, the syndicates jump in and take Tennessee and Tennessee goes to a one point favorite and somebody jumps back in and takes the Colts. And it's been that way all week. So it's very interesting to watch because there's money being thrown both directions at minus one. So the bookmakers are going to clean up on the juice in this game. And I'm with Fred. It's a tough game to pick here. It's probably who has the ball last. I'm thinking Indianapolis got a boost last week from their win on the road. Before we go too much farther, too, I want to mention that Fred and I were both right on our picks last week. The Indianapolis Colts and the Seattle Seahawks, they both came in. So our best bets last week were them. And the Colts are coming off a big win there. It's going to hopefully they don't have a letdown here. Hopefully the weather isn't a situational hazard. But Indianapolis can throw the ball a little bit better than Tennessee. And if I had to make a pick, I'd take the Colts, but I'm not going to be playing this game one way or the other. And I too agree on the over. Okay. I have to be in good. half and I agree on the over. Okay. We're going to take a short break. Break, I should say. Easy for me to say. MyBookie.ag. Nice enough to sponsor the show. We'll be back after the short break. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. MyBookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell joined by Dennis Tobler and Fred Wallen. And uh, Dennis, before we get back into the games, 
Let's talk about a big honor. You might have talked about it on the show last week, but uh, now place your bets considered by one reviewer, one of the seven best movies about sports and sports betting. And you're in some nice company with uh, some director out of New York. I've never heard of him before, before Scorsese or Sezzi or something, but uh, that had to make you feel pretty good. Yes, that's right. Uh, Major Casino Magazine out of Canada did a, a survey and found that Now Place Your Bets is one of the top seven films in the gambling industry in the world ever produced. We're up there with Casino and Martin Scorsese. And as you said, when I uh, uh, notified you of the award trip, you said it does not suck to be on a list with Martin Scorsese producing a movie. So I will take that as a compliment. And yes, we're very happy with the movie. It can be seen at vimeo.com slash now place your bets. Better yet, go to vimeo.com slash gambling broadcast. You can catch this show and all of our shows that we have in the gambling era uh, in the gambling venue there at vimeo.com slash gambling broadcast. Sorry I stuttered it out, but write it down, vimeo.com slash gambling broadcast. Okay. And we want to let everyone know we do this show live. We don't go back and, and fix anything. So uh, anyway, let's get started with uh, an interesting game, but not really. The Rams traveling to the Texans, uh, Texans and the Rams lane 14 and a half, 46 and a half the total. Dennis, your thoughts. Well, it totals up to 48 now. Tyrod Taylor is going to be back at quarterback for Houston. Don't think it's going to make any difference. I think the Rams are a little upset. This is another one of those double-digit road favorites that I'm sure Fred can't wait to jump all over. But in my opinion, it's another 40-point winner. The Rams are going to win by 40 here. So lay the 14 and a half and go to sleep. Okay, Fred, you're, I know you're not going to recommend a side on this, but uh, what's your thought on the, the game in general and the total? Well, again, uh, as I talked about uh, before the Lions, the Rams had to be high to meet their former quarterback last week, so maybe they'll be slightly down in this one uh, as far as that is concerned. But they have so many wide receivers, and Stafford is playing better than I thought he was going to be playing. I always thought he was an above-average quarterback. Right now he's playing even better than that. So the Rams are going to win. As Dennis indicated, I'm, I don't give two, two touchdowns plus. But, uh, again, they've got so many receivers that uh, if you're going to play fantasy, I usually play Cup and Jefferson because Jefferson isn't a, a, a major high price and, and Woods in between. Can't do much better than that. Rams will win. Okay, and let's um... – Talk about a game that I might make my pick of the week, but the Bengals travel to New Jersey and play the Jets. The Jets are getting, I saw it open at nine and a half. I've got it at 10 with a total of 43 and a half. Uh, obviously, every, no one's going to bet on the Jets, but uh, what can Cincinnati handle a 10 point? Burrow's playing as well as any quarterback in this league. I don't think there's any question about that. He's only going to get better. Uh, young guy that he is, uh, Chase, uh, <laughs> a wide receiver, 201 yards last week. There's no way the Jets are going to win this game. Nine and a half, uh, I'll lean towards Cincinnati. If it goes above 10, my rule is I'm not betting it. But if it's nine and a half, I'll take the Bengals against one of the worst one or two teams in the league in the uh, New York Jets. Okay. And Dennis? Well, it's hit 10, Fred. It's 10 and a half now. And I don't know where that's all coming from. Uh, the Jets have no quarterback. I did hear they're going to bring in Joe Flacco. So that they, will they be traded for him, quarterback. Yeah. And uh, Cincinnati, I hear you about Burroughs. I hear you about everything. But I'm not going to lay 10 and a half on a team like that on the road. I'm not as impressed with them as most people are. Uh, the Jets are at home. Maybe the weather's bad. 10 and a half is too many for me too, Fred. So I'm going to pass on this one. Okay, we've got another Rust Belt game. Dennis, we'll start with you on this. Steelers at the Browns. And Cleveland, right now I have it Cleveland uh, minus three and a half, 42 and a hook total. What are your thoughts? Well, that's, that's the number that opened, and that's the numbers that are there today. And my thoughts are that Baker Mayfield is a terrible actor. 
and I'm sick of his <laughs> commercials. And when they have him in the screen playing and then a commercial of him on the side at the very same time, I turn the TV off until it's over. Um, I don't think Mayfield's playing, correct? Uh, I don't know why they're three and a half point favorites. They have been overhyped all year long. I'll take the Steelers plus the three and a half. The hook will win here. This will be a low scoring game and a field goal will get it either way. Okay. And uh, Fred, just a thought that Tomlin got very upset and walked out of a press conference. The Pittsburgh coach, because it was suggested that he wanted to go to USC. Uh, you're down in the hotbed of that. Any thought of Mike Tomlin leaving Pittsburgh to coach in the Pac-12? On the Dan Patrick show, uh, his name was th thrown out there. And uh, from there, it exploded to where he's going to get the job. I don't even know if he's been asked or even talked to or anything else. I, you know, when a coach says never, never believe him. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I would doubt he's going to leave the Steelers for uh, USC job. And I don't think USC necessarily is going to put him as the number one guy. Anyway, it just would happen to be thrown out on the Dan Patrick show. I think earlier this week, um, uh, there's a lot of guys, a lot of coaches that might want the USC job. And there's a lot of, uh, interest in a lot of guys. So it'd be very, very shocking if, uh, Mike Tomlin uh, did it. As far as the Steelers are concerned, I do think big Ben is done. Okay. Also, Pittsburgh has beaten Cleveland five times in a row, so that uh, tells me Fred's going to pass on this game. Uh, they might have something on the Browns. The Browns are the better team, even without Mayfield, but uh, uh, it's a game, like Dennis said, that might come down to a field goal at the end, so Fred will pass on this one also. Okay, and we'll keep it here right now with Fred. Uh, uh, the Bears versus the Niners. Uh, this game is in Chicago. Uh, right now I see Chicago getting three and a half and Chicago is terrible. San Francisco doesn't look very good. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that, uh, this is a game bears will win. Um, even without the points, as you just said, San Francisco is terrible. Uh, Garoppolo is not the answer. Uh, we don't know about when it's uh, one way or the other. Um, they're just, and obviously they've got all, the 49ers have all kinds of injuries watching that game last week. You knew they'd find a way to lose and they did and they'll <laughs> lose here. No, I mean, seriously. And fields has been up and down. So this might be his up week. Uh, he played horribly last week. Also three interceptions, two fumbles. You can't play as bad. You cannot play that badly. He's a competitor. He'll play better here, even against a pretty good 49er defense. I'm taking the bears. Uh, to win this game. Okay, and Dennis. Wow, well, that's something I'm going to have to consider because uh, the total on the games went from 41 down to 39. Neither team can score. Um, the home team should have a little bit of an advantage here, but San Francisco has got to be better, even with their injuries, than the Bears are. And uh, uh, I'm flaking out. I'm flaking out on the Bears. The Bears come to Vegas and beat the Raiders. And look at the Raiders. They're one of the top three, four teams in the league. So there's no reason they can't beat 49ers in this matchup. But I think I'm going to disagree with Fred just for argument's sake. I'm going to take the 49ers and lay the three and a half on the road here. I don't think Chicago can score. I think their coach is the worst coach that I've watched try to coach a rookie quarterback in my life. And I think he's even passed off the offensive chores to a different coach because he's not that good. Nagy is his name. And uh, I'm going to take the 49ers and lay the three and a half. So we'll have this one to brag about next week, either Fred or I. Okay. And Dennis, next game up, Jaguars at the Seahawks. And, you know, Seahawks minus three. Uh, I'm looking at 43 and a hook on it. Um, Jacksonville, are they getting better? Well, evidently they're getting better. Uh, I watched the Seattle game with much interest the other night, and we were so lucky to cover the spread in that game because Geno Smith is not what he's meant to be. Uh, he does not play. I think that they were afraid to throw the ball, Seattle, and we were very lucky to get out with the win in that situation. So in this in this game, uh, what's the number you have three? So it I've got Seattle minus three right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, 
it's very interesting because Seattle started as a three and a half point favorite and the money's come in on Jacksonville on the road to minus three. And that befuddles me. I don't think Jacksonville can beat Seattle up there, even if Geno Smith can't throw the ball. So I'm going to take Seattle and lay the three. The worst I'm going to get out of this one's a push. Okay, Fred. I never liked Pete Carroll. I never will like Pete Carroll. After the game, he says, we miss Russell Wilson. Stating <laughs> the obvious. You don't put it on your quarterback, in this case, Geno Smith. I agree with Dennis. Geno did not play well last week. But a coach cannot do that. We lose the team, we win as a team. They'll win this week. Smith will play better. And then Carroll will take the credit. Nonsense. And as you guys indicated, uh, they threw a touchdown pass early to Metcalf and didn't throw a lot after that. That was not uh, Geno Smith's calls. That was Pete Carroll's call. And they couldn't run. So you have you got and you got Lockett and Metcalf and Swain at the wide receiver positions. You've got to pass. In fact, you can might as well pass 80% of the time. They didn't do that. Again, that wasn't on Smith. That was on the coach. So I think they'll win here. I think Gina will play better and Carroll will take all the credit. Because every time at SC and with Seattle, when they anybody and his team when they win, it's always it's a Carol always takes credit, so he'll do it again. Okay. Thanks for uh, not holding back on that one. And the next game we'll look at Patriots at the Chargers. Uh, right now, I see New England getting opened at five and a half. I see New England at six with a total of 47 and a half to 49. Fred, uh, what do you think? Can New England, coming off their best win of the season, keep things going? Well, you know, the Chargers actually had two buys in a row. They had the bye two weeks ago when they didn't play at all against Baltimore. And then, of course, <laughs> and then, of course, last week they had the, uh, the league bye. So they're coming off uh, basically three weeks of not playing. So I think, uh, and again, last year, this is the game that ended uh, uh, the rain in, in Los Angeles as far as the Chargers were concerned of any possibility of doing anything last season uh, when they got clobbered by uh, – the, the Patriots. I think the Patriots can play this close. I think Zach Jones is playing awfully well. There's no reason to assume that the Charger defense will totally stop him. So if I'm getting six and a half, I'm going to go with uh, Belichick and his club. Okay. And Dennis. I think we have another disagreement on this. The number of open five and a half went to six. Uh, the Patriots were lucky to get a Jets team or whoever they beat last week that didn't have a quarterback and some more players got hurt. And uh, talk about wonderful coaches. How about Bill Belichick? You, your team's lousy, so you just well run up 54 points against the second lousiest team in the league. Huh? So the 54 points, Fred has said that his great-great-grandfather, Brett Maverick, told him, teams never look as good the next week as they did the week before. And that is exactly the situation here. The Patriots are going to get killed by the Chargers. And even though I don't think Justin Haber is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, he's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns in this game. And Fred's going to come on next week and tell me again, he is one of the top five quarterbacks. I'm uh, taking the Chargers laying the points. Uh, Fred, I'll let you talk about the Charger quarterback situation because I imagine you have an opinion there. Oh, I just think uh, even, even at Oregon, you knew how good uh, Herbert uh, was going to be. Front, uh, uh, front page, Sports Illustrated a couple of times. Uh, tremendous quarterback, second season. Uh, uh, I think in a couple of years, he'll be rated uh, among the top quarterbacks and barring injury. He's going to go 10, 15 years of playing that well. He's just a tough kid. Uh, I have some people in the organization who I know. Apparently, he's very well liked by the by the his teammates. I, I, there's no stopping him. I just don't think uh, uh, the Patriots are as bad as they showed early in the season. That's why I would take the six and a half. But as far as Herbert is concerned, I don't see any negatives at all. Tough kid, well-liked, doesn't take credit, uh, passes the credit along to his teammates. So I think it'll be a great game and another one that I'll be watching on, on Sunday, definitely. I need him to play well. Yeah, and, and the one thing about Herbert is this summer he spent a lot of time communicating with his wide receivers, but doing something small and crazy. He went to a lot of his teammates' charity golf tournaments, 
And he's coming off an amazing rookie year, about to get paid. And he spent a lot of time, and he is very well-liked in the dressing room. And that's an important – if your quarterback is well-liked, that helps a lot, and he's respected. So uh, I'm a fan of the Chargers, even though, as, as was said, they did take two weeks off. Fred, let's go to the next door. Let's start – actually, Dennis, we'll stay with you. And uh, we've got the Broncos hosting the Washington Redskins and Denver – Minus three right now, and I've got it at uh, 43 and a hook. Well, here's a battle of the nobodies. I mean, I just got, by the way, I got corrected by my editor. Did I say the Redskins? It's the Washington football team. Yes. Well, it didn't matter which team plays. Uh, <laughs> the, this is a lousy game. The Broncos opened at three and a half, quickly went down to three. Think the number will stay right on three the whole way. Think the game will end up a three-point game one way or the other. Uh, I'm not giving this one to Denver. Denver has played horribly this year. The only teams they beat were three of the worst teams in the league, and they still they just can't stand, step up and do the job. I'm really disappointed in the Denver defense. I thought it'd be much better. And uh, – I think John Elway doesn't really care about personnel. I think John Elway, as owner of the team, cares about making money. That's what I think he cares about because he could certainly do a lot better job with quarterbacks and defensive people and everything else than he does bringing players in. How many quarterbacks has he had? I think Denver's had more starting quarterbacks in the last 10 years than any other team in the league. And Elway's the owner, GM. Give me a break, Elway. You know, you might can play, but you sure can't judge talent. So anyway, whether Teddy Bridgewater plays or Heineke plays or whoever plays quarterback position, it won't matter in this one. It's going to be a boring game. No scores. Three points will win it for either side. So a push is the worst you get if you take Denver. So that's what I'd have to do if I was to do anything. Okay. And Fred. You know, you just mentioned Heineke. I, I'm not I, I'm not wagering this game one way or the other. Heineke, I've said on this show and I've said on our other shows that uh, he's better than rated. I think he, he, he can be a good quarterback. Nobody knew about him from Old Dominion and, and, and the whole thing, but uh, I think he's better than rated. And last week, I saw something I didn't know. He's very, very fast for a quarterback. He made one like 25 or 30 yard run. I said to myself, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So he's got the, he's got something else going for him. So this will be a close game. Again, nobody will watch. And uh, as Dennis indicated, the Broncos have uh, done nothing this season that have impressed anybody. So uh, Fred's passing on the game, but he'll be watching Heineke to throw maybe a touchdown or two from that aspect. And by the way, Fred, while we're here with you, where can we hear you on weekends? What networks? Where where are you at? We do sports overnight America on. Uh, uh, well, it's heard on all the apps. So you go to Sports Byline USA, tune ins where I can listen to it, and uh, radio stations like KSHP 1400 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 10 o'clock Friday uh, night, uh, midnight, uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Sometimes they run an extra time or two. So if you go to tune in and uh, uh, look for Sports Byline USA, you might hear it two or three times if you were so inclined on the weekends. Okay, and uh, speaking of TuneIn and all the great apps, we want to thank the folks at Revolver Podcast who syndicate this show on every app that uh, great podcasts go. So if you're watching and you want to listen some other time when you're at the gym or talking with your wife at dinner, go to any of the fine apps and go to Football Forecast Weekly. And uh, let's take a look at another game. We're going to keep it right here. We've got the Buccaneers at the Saints. <clears throat> The game started at four and a half, and now, uh, let's see, the Saints getting, I've got it at five and a half, the Saints are getting, uh, at home versus Tampa Bay. What are your thoughts? No, this is going to be an interesting week, isn't it, with all these away team or away teams favored, some of them yeah. by double digits. It's going to be a real interesting weekend. It's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, as we used to say in the old Midwest days, where oh, I'm well, born... I <laughs> the wheat the wheat from the weed if you were growing the wheat marijuana from the chaff the chaff oh, is the what's chaff. around the wheat okay and you take that apart you're dissecting the whole thing and you eat the wheat okay so this is going to separate the wheat from the chaff the tampa bay buccaneers are the best team in the league 
I'm sorry to say they just are. And the rules have changed over the years to the point where Tom Brady is just living in heaven. They can't hit him or they get a flag. He knows exactly where to go, where the defenses line up. He can read the field with one glance. He can throw the ball as good as he ever threw it. And he doesn't make any mistakes. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the New Orleans Saints, they won that, that last week, but they were lucky to win because they weren't much better than Seattle in that game. So, and I'm not sold on Jameis Winston. He'll throw one pass one way and one pass the other way. I don't think that the Saints have a chance in heck, okay? I think Tampa Bay is going to roll on past them. This number is going to go to six or seven before game time. And if you guys want to fade the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, go ahead and do it because you're going to lose. Okay. And Fred, Winston, however, if I'm not mistaken, has only had three picks this year, which, you know, through seven games isn't bad. What, what are your – do you think New Orleans has a chance against the Bucs? No. I agree with Dennis. They were fortunate to win uh, – uh, in Seattle uh, last week, and uh, they're not going to win here. And uh, the Buccaneers are playing as well as anybody. But I would like to say this, uh, playing fantasy, watch out for Cameron Bray this week. Uh, Brady is smart enough to feed everybody. Last week, I think Bray, remember now, Gronkowski's not playing again. Bray's right. a, a very good receiving tight end. He's got, and, and Brady's going to feed him this week. He's going to catch a touchdown pass or two. But the worst deal of last week, no question. Uh, Evans catches the 600th uh, touchdown pass in Brady's oh, career. Oh, yeah. And gives he it, hands it to a the... youngster upstairs. Who gave and then it they, back. And then they said, oh, my gosh. And, and they got it back. But what they gave the youngster was a, uh, a Brady uniform and a $1,000 gift card. At the store. Team now, I'm, I'm into collectibles, sort of. I'm more into collectible cards. But I, I understand the industry. That pass that that football might be worth a quarter of a million or a half a million bucks so for a half a million dollars uh the guy got a uniform and a thousand bucks good deal on the bucks side good deal on brady's side but bad deal on the uh, person in attendance okay if well I we're going to take there, a, we're going to take there, a shot that ball i'd have been running up the stairwell as fast as i could go Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to finish up week number eight. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. We'll be right back. Now Place Your Bets, the world's number one sports betting film, is now available on DVD. Produced by Dennis Tobler, this Indie Film Fest winner has reached the top of the documentary list. Order your DVD today at www.nowplaceyourbets.com or stream from Vimeo today, anytime. Now place your bets. Watch it today. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen. And Dennis, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get some private consultation and some help making money? Well, um, we have an 888 number, 603 you can contact us on that number and we will get back to you about all of our programs. That's 888-604-6863. Fantastic. Okay. And let's take a look at the Cowboys at the Vikings uh, right now started at one and a half and now Minnesota getting two and a half at home against the Cowboys. What do you think, Dennis? Well, uh, I want to make one one comment before I comment on the game. And that comment is that this football show is the gold standard of all of them. And I'll tell you why I know that, because before I put in my con contest plays on Saturday mornings, I go back and watch our show. You would be surprised how much I get from watching this show over again. You know, I mean, there's so much intellectual content and background and experience from all of us guys that it just turns out to be a wonderful thing. And we have won games that people would have had. I mean, there's nobody that has the record we have. Okay. Getting to the, to the game, uh, Dallas opened one and a half moved to two and a half. 
I don't know why they moved to two and a half. Uh, Minnesota, they've kind of baffled me all year. I don't think they're as good as they, they, they make them out to be. I'm going to take Dallas and lay the two and a half in this spot. I think the Cowboys are really good. I just think that uh, somewhere along the way they'll stumble, as all NFL teams do, and you just hope you're not on them the week they stumble. I'm going to lay the two and a half and take the Dallas Cowboys, thinking they're more talented. The total is 55, so there's going to be a ton of scoring, and most of it should come from Dallas. Okay, and Fred? Can't disagree. It'll be fun to watch. Thielen on one side, C.D. Lamb on the other. I, I like the Cowboys uh, winning here. I think the number should be slightly higher, so I'll lean toward the Dallas Cowboys, even though I can't stand Jerry Jones. Okay, and let's go to the uh, final game of the week. The Giants at the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs lane. 10 which you know if you were to handicap this game before the season I would have led I would have figured 14 points so 10 is a testament to the challenges that the uh, Chiefs are having this year not necessarily a reflection that Giants are overperforming Fred the Monday night game as I indicated earlier uh, Mahomes gets engaged and now he can't engage on the field uh, he's doing everything wrong um, last week uh, the whole team played badly, but uh, he certainly did not play like Mahomes. In fact, two games in a row, I've never seen him play that poorly. I'm going to give him a third chance. I really am. I, and again, the Giants, what can you say? The only, the only football to pro football team in the state of New York is in Buffalo. We all know that. So uh, I, if it's nine, I can't give 10 points. But, that, but the point is that uh, the Chiefs will win going away. They might win by 40. I don't know. But uh, I feel sorry for ESPN. Um, they're stuck with, a, I think, a losing game here. Uh, you know, it's a big market in, in New York for the Giants. But the point is, everybody knows how, how poorly the Giants are playing. So I feel sorry for ESPN. By the way, I did see uh, Eli and uh, Peyton last week for the second time. They've improved. They, much better show. They are yes, great. And they do have Fred, you and I are career broadcasters. If you think that, you know, Peyton and Eli are not going to drop F-bombs, but have you met NFL players before? What were they thinking not having a five-second delay? I mean, that they ESPN deserves what they got there. I, I thought uh, they had Brady on last week for a quarter. I thought that the three of them, the three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, did a really solid job. And I've never been a Peyton fan as far as the broadcasting is concerned, but they've improved since week one. They don't do every week. I think they only do 10 of the 17 week season. So um, actually 18 week season. So uh, they, they will be doing it uh, this Monday because it's the Giants and uh, it's fun to watch. Well, they had uh, Drew Brees on and, you know, my wife just stopped and said, he is a star and, you know, he handled himself. That was, that experience of Drew Brees with a uh, Super Bowl, the Mannings with three between between the uh, two of them, that's a lot of experience on the field, and that was fun to watch. I think this experiment has been a big hit for ESPN. And Not I just happened to listen to Jimmy Pataro, the president, saying that the ESPN is very happy with this because people are switching from the patent to the regular broadcast and back and forth, and it just increased the share for ESPN. So, no Fred, what are your what are your thoughts on the Monday nighter? Or Dennis? Uh, again, 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 the Chiefs aren't going to lose. Mahomes is going to play better, but you, when you're given more than ten, you're given a lot. So uh, Fred's passing on the game. However, he will uh, assume that the Chiefs will win one way or the other. Okay, and Dennis. Well, first I have to say I hate giving plugs to the Manning brothers. Number one, I never liked their dad. I don't like either one of the Manning brothers. I don't like the fact that they got the gig on ESPN too. So you guys go ahead and watch those two arrogant fools because I'm not watching them. I haven't watched a minute of it and I never will watch a minute of it. I'm tired of the Mannings. Get them out of there. They've taken all they can take from the NFL since the 1960s. So let's, uh, enough of the Mannings. Okay. The Giants won their biggest game of the year last week, and they're going to come out fired up, and then they're going to get their ass kicked bad because 
Mahomes will snap out of it this week. He was embarrassed last week. And if he's, if he's able to move because he got the crap knocked out of him, if he's able to move, he's going to blow out the Giants this week. They have to get well, and they have to get well soon, Kansas City. And there's going to be no messing around in this game. The line's 10, it stayed 10, and I think it will be 10 at kickoff time. But I'm going to take the Chiefs if I have to make a play here. Um, the Giants are horrible, and uh, Kansas City is going to have to make a statement now. They're in such a hole, if they don't make a statement, they're not even going to scare off the bad teams when they come around. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here thinking it's a must, must blowout win for them. And so and to get me right, with your love of the Mannings, did you watch Arch Manning play high school on ESPN last Friday night? I, I got a feeling you didn't watch no, that. No, and the last time I watched Archie Manning play football is when the Saint fans had paper sacks over their heads because the Saints were so damn lousy. And he never won any games when he played in the NFL. I have no idea how he got in the Hall of Fame. So I think the Mannings are a little bit of uh, – whites or you know little white privilege going on there and i'm sick of them okay well fred let's finish up with you any thoughts to uh put a bow on the show for this week fred uh, put a bow on it fred uh arch manning uh, is probably the number one high school quarterback in america so yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna it's gonna continue yeah, dennis, he, you, I, dennis I, you got a problem <laughs> And he turns out he's Cooper's son, the other uh, Manning brother who got injured and couldn't play. And, and uh, anyway, so we will agree to disagree on that front. Fred, as always, you're fun to do the show with. This is my favorite hour of the week. And uh, I made the mistake of doing it from the home, my home. And so now my wife is going to be giving me crap for the next six days. So uh, thank you for helping me, Fred. Thank you guys very, very much. I enjoy this hour also. Yeah, it was Dennis, a lot of fun. And I want to say one more time, I watched this show again, Friday night or Saturday morning, because just listening to the whole spiel can put this thing together, put the puzzle together for everybody. And I've done very well all year long, and I'm looking to do well the rest of the year, too. So I invite everybody to stay tuned to us each and every week. We'll be back again next week. Okay, want to thank everyone involved. Lee Spencer spinning the dials and putting the show together. For Dennis and Fred, I'm Trip, and we'll see you next week and keep on winning. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.